<laughs> listen, all you've got to do, Man United might not thank me, but get the contract out, put it on the table, yeah. let him sign it, let him write whatever numbers he wants to put on there, give him what he's done now since he's come in, and let him sign the contract and go. Oli's let the will, man, he's doing it, he's doing his thing. Man United are back, Man United are back, Man United are back, Man United are back, Man United are back. Man central. He's played Naby Keita in here, and Liverpool do take their early chance. I'm just in so much pain, baby, because you just want to stake here between Shaw and Maguire. Alexander Arnold, and it's too easy. Diogo Jota. My heart hurts, baby. Jota, Salah. Great navigator. Salah! He keeps on going. Liverpool keep on scoring. And Mo Salah is the man again. Jota. Salah, it is absolute mayhem for Manchester United and Liverpool are cashing in on every chance. It's a Henderson, what a pass that is for Mo Salah. It's going to be the hat-trick, it certainly is. It's five, inside five minutes of the second half. United are back. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Oh, yes. Welcome, everyone, to episode 56 of FPL Bros. How are you doing? Um, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. This is a bite-sized episode, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, although I appreciate that an awful lot has happened since the last time we posted. So, shall we just get started? Yeah, let's get straight into it. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Yeah, okay. Very quickly, last week's scores, I think I got 76, but I still got a red arrow because that's just how mad last week was. Um, yeah. Imagine getting 76 in a game week and still your rank still dropping like everywhere. And it was a simple reason for that is because I had Salah and I didn't captain him. I captained oh, Jamie no. Vardy. Oh no, who does that? But yeah, I'm Salah captain. Pardon? I'm really glad I went for Salah as my captain because yeah. up until the last dying minutes, it was on Kane and then I eventually switched it right at the end. Wow. Wow. Good. You kept the faith. Good on you. Good on you, my friend. I uh, did. Yeah, I, got it. I could use more of that. Even FPL Bros, even that team, even though I think that scored 80 points, even then, I think it was <laughs> red arrows because uh, there, was, there was like people picking up 100, 102, 103 out there. Yeah. So a lot of people getting high scoring points. So yeah, I got 87 and that wasn't good enough. So I know. Just imagine. To witness a monumental but yeah, I mean, on, on to the game. I just thought that as well as Liverpool played, Man United were just awful. Uh, yeah. The defending was all over the place. And, yeah. you know, 
I don't know if he, what you made of it. Yeah, I mean, I think Liverpool showed that Man United have just been getting by and mm. kind of patching over the real problems they have. And they finally came against a, a, a proper side now and they've actually got exposed. The defence was poor. They got completely dominated in the midfield. You know, that Fred and McTominay partnership was not working. They had one or two, like, half chances with Rashford and... Fernandes. Yeah, Fernandes, that was it. But um, <laughs> but they didn't. They weren't really in the game. I think they got bossed out of the game and the Liverpool's forwards were clinical um, as per usual. And, you know, yeah. Salah is in the form of his life. You can't... Yeah. You can't not. You can't give him an inch, and I think they mm. tried to play. To, they tried to play as they would have played against most teams they played so far, but we gave them no space. Constant, constant pressure dominated the midfield, and just made sure we tested that defense. And it, 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 you know, the results spoke in the score. I I have to say I was a little bit surprised, even though I've been talking about Solskjaer for like nearly three years now, because the last couple of results, although there one or two have been fairly high scoring, but in the league, he tends to play it safe against the big six. Um, So when he said, oh, you know, we've got to be on the front for all the rest of it, I was thinking, yeah, right, sure. You know, you you don't want to get spanked in front of your own fan. Yeah. You're right. Um, he thought, well, you know, I have to go for it, but he is clueless, and I'm not going to repeat myself. But it, it's interesting. I mean, Man United really, with the quality they've got, they ought to bounce back from yeah. this uh, result. But a lot of people aren't entirely sure that they will. So I'll, I'll just end by saying that, as as a non-Man United fan. Every time Solskjaer looks like he's about to get sacked, he pulls a good result out of the bag. And then every time he looks like he's about to put something together, they put out a performance like this. So he's the perfect manager for Man United. They're never going to get anywhere with him and they don't want to get rid of him. Exactly, exactly. It's funny, right, that almost a year ago, they lost 6-1 to Spurs, right? Yeah. Before, before Before this result. And then now they've got another match coming up with Spurs after they've just lost 5-0 to Liverpool. If this was Mourinho, everyone would be asked, saying, you know, everyone would be like, would be extra harsh with him. And I think, Ole, everyone just like, obviously everyone's taking a out of him and everyone's going like, he's he's rubbish, but like, it's just embarrassing. What just happened is <laughs> so embarrassing. Like, I, I don't even know how else to put it. Like, no, like, no manager would let that happen and not bounce back from it straight away. And I think they need to bounce back this next game. Otherwise, I don't think it's going to keep his job. No, not with uh, Man United. Anyway, they're back. Banter FC is back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. The Newcastle United takeover, obviously highly controversial given the the nationality of the people who uh, did the takeover. But in terms of FPL or just like in football general, in general, what, what do you think we can expect? I don't know yet. I'll be honest with you. I don't know yet. I think we'll just have to wait and see. I, I don't know what they've got planned for the club. But once again, if they're going to be doing a takeover and they are now like the richest club or whatever, then you can expect them to start buying. The only thing is, 
you can't get quality players if you don't have the competitions that quality players like to be in. You know what I mean? Like Champions League, Europa, whatever it is. If you don't have that, then you won't attract any players. Yeah. And, uh, yeah no, so. I, was, I was just going to say, apparently, when Abramovich was looking at a club to buy, apparently it came down to Spurs and Chelsea. And then a guy, um, you may not remember this because this is going back, you know, nearly nearly 20 years, but I think a guy called Jesper Gronkaya scored the goal that got Chelsea into the Champions League on the last day of the season before Abramovich made his decision. And uh, yeah. a lot of people say that that goal was worth like three hundred million pounds or something. <laughs> <laughs> if he hadn't scored it, Chelsea wouldn't have gone to the Champions League, and Abramovich yeah. may well have gone for Spurs. And again, it's the same. Apparently, with Man City, I was reading that before the Abu Dhabi people were talking about a takeover, they looked at Man City and they just said, "Yeah, no, this is no good. You've got to show us your ambition." Mm. So that's, that's why they went out and bought Rubino because they said we'll do the takeover <laughs> if you buy Rubino. I mean, what that's a that's a hell of a position to be put in. But again, yeah. it's like you said, it's all very well buying a club, but you're going to want the club to be at a certain level of a certain yeah, exactly. stature, certain competitions, and doing certain things. And it's yeah. a lot to ask, especially in the Premier League, where you know perhaps unlike Spain and some other leagues, you've got you know a good six teams all jostling, you know, yeah. for you know, yeah, effectively four spots every season. And to add a seventh yeah. to that. It's not going to be easy. But yeah, you're right. You'll see. The only thing I know that they're doing for certain is that they're bringing Mark Overmars in. And I really don't know what that effect that's going to have. I suppose. I mean, is he at Ajax at the moment? Do you know? I'm not too sure. Yeah, he's he's they're bringing him in as a technical director or something along those lines. One of those non-managerial football posts. And I think he's a currently a technical director at Ajax. So, and obviously Ajax have been punching above their weight recently. And obviously they had that proper yeah. fantastic, yeah, yeah, sorry? Brilliant team. Yeah, absolutely. So I think they're probably kind of looking long-term and they're probably looking for him to shape the academy and shape what kind of players they bring in and what kind of yeah. style they're going to play. And then, you know, try and be self-sufficient, which I suppose, Pose is laudable, but uh, yeah, nobody seems to know what's happened. Maybe they're keeping their powder dry. I'm sure they would have preferred to have done the takeover in the summer, but hey ho, that guy actually yeah. has been desperate to sell. So you know, yeah. when you've got to go, you've got to go. And yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, they're just going to have to <laughs> suffer a little bit with the state of this Newcastle team until May, I suppose. Uh, if, unless if they manage to stay up as well that's a oh, shout yeah that'd be embarrassing hella embarrassing isn't mm. it but then i mean they have got rid of steve bruce so that's a start i mean i'm not going to be too down on the guy based on his track record yes he's more he's kind of a sort of pulis uh sort of level manager in that <laughs> he'll get you out of the championship but you won't necessarily stay in the premier league with him and the problem with newcastle is that Whenever Callum Wilson wasn't fit, or St. Maximin or Almirin weren't fit, then they weren't winning really anything. He needs to have those guys yes. fit. So it's not entirely his fault that they, they are where they are. But yeah, the, the, the first thing they usually do is get rid of the manager. At Man City, they tossed out Mark Hughes. At Chelsea, they tossed out 
uh, Claudio Ranieri. They, they don't mess around these people, so. Uh, no. Yeah. Should we look at some of the results from the weekend? Yeah, go for it. Cool. So Arsenal beat Villa 3 1. Aubameyang got a goal and an assist. And Smith Rowe got two assists. Is he someone that we should start considering? Especially with the upcoming fixtures. Mixture of a of a few good ones. They got Leicester, Watford and Liverpool before they have Newcastle. If you've got money to burn, you might you might want to think about Aubameyang. But I mean that's the problem. Mm. He does score goals and he does look like he's returning to form, but it's a lot of money for what you actually get. Smith Rowe is an interesting one because I've actually got him and he uh. my yeah, he started my week off off lovely. And the part of the reason I've got him is because I couldn't afford Saka. Uh, but the other reason I, I went with Saka. Yeah. And the other reason I got him is that um he's he's I saw him play live and he's very unassuming, but he, he times his runs and he times his shots and his passing to perfection. So mm. he's the kind of player who won't necessarily do much in a game, but when he does, you know, he, he bangs. So if you want to go a little bit different, you can go with Smith Rowe, but really nine times out of ten, Saka's the guy, if you ask me. Yeah, okay, nice. All right, Chelsea 7, Norwich 0. That was a battery. <laughs> they didn't even have the full um, squad. Well, when I say full squad, I mean they didn't have Werner and um, Lukaku. What do we no. think? Do we need to start looking at Mount and Chilwell is killing it. Yeah. Again, with, with Mount, I have to say I've got my eye on him as well. And he was in my wild card for a bit. But then I thought, oh, I've got Lukaku. I don't need Mount. And we all know how that turned out. But apparently Lukaku's not going to be fit for the next game either. So you, you might want to think about it. And the reason for this is that he's he always plays, basically. And he does take some set pieces. He's on corners. And he's not massively expensive. And so he will tick over nicely as a long-term pick. Chelsea next three are, are very good. Um, in, in terms of Chilwell, yes, he's looking like a worthwhile pick. And it looks as if he's got that left back left wing back slot nailed even you know the, the way Chelsea are I don't expect him to play every single game but he'll probably play most of them so if you do go for Chilwell make sure you've got a strong bench I would say because there's a chance that he he might not play every now and again and you're just gonna have to take it on the chin cool perfect Watford beat Everton 5-2 that was quite a shock um King scoring a hat-trick and Gray just being consistent, ticking along, getting an assist. Um, is King someone to be looking at now, or do you think it's a bit of a fluke? Yeah, I really don't know what to make of that. A lot of people have Watford going down, and apart from one or two players, I, I do wonder whether they actually will stay up. I still like the look of Saar, because apparently Ranieri's playing a 4-4-2, and he has Saar up front. And he's in the game as a midfielder. So what could be better than that? Josh King is an interesting one. Obviously, he's got some pedigree, although he did nothing when he was at Everton. And his last couple of seasons at Bournemouth before they went down were a bit of a disappointment. And, and again, even if he's playing up front, he's not playing for, you know, he's playing for Watford. How many chances is he going to get? How many chances are they going to create for him? So I'm still playing it safe. Sar's still the guy for me. And King is very much a punt. 
Uh, and I don't think Watford's fixtures are looking all that great at the moment. They're kind of middling, I suppose. So maybe when they have a better f- uh, set of fixtures he, and, and the Kings shows that he can keep up his form, uh, then maybe. But apart from that, it's Sar or nobody, really. Yeah, OK, fair enough. I was going to say Leeds, Wolves. There's not much, too much to talk about. Leeds haven't got a full squad at the moment. They've got quite a few injuries. Hopefully, they'll get some of the players coming back in the likes of Bamford, in the likes of Rafinha. But would you look at anyone from Leeds at the moment? Wolves, Jimenez seems to be back to himself now, being involved in most of the goals and assists that, um, most of the goals that they score, whether he's scoring or providing an assist as well. Yeah. Um, with Leeds, I can't really look uh, beyond Rafinha. Bamford not being around is a big miss for them, but Rafinha does so much on his own. He's still worth having for his prize. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, if you want to have a punt, you could take Rodrigo, I suppose. He's not really a massive goal scorer, but you know, with Bamford out, he is the guy up front for, for them at the moment. Although I hear the Leeds fans are asking for that other kid who played up front for them a couple of games ago. I can't even remember his name. It's a young, fresh-faced kid. Oh, <laughs> I don't know his name. But, but yeah, that, that's my, my, my take on Sorry, what was it? I don't know who he is. Yeah, wait. It was a couple, a couple of games ago. Do you know what? I'm just going to look this up real quick. And yeah, <laughs> because oh. it's bugging me. Uh, Why are you looking that uh, up? I'm just going to say um, Southampton, Livramento, great shot adding him to the FPL Bros team. Yeah, and we actually got him to play as well. A lot of people benched him. Yeah. Um, but uh, he brought in the points for us. So, um, yes. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Southampton is they're not really doing it clean sheet wise, but no. uh, Livramento is. Uh, Somebody who likes to get forward, put in the crosses and so on. So, um, yeah, I say, I mean, it's, it's still 4.3, I think, although it, that may have gone up. In fact, let me just double have a look at him real quick while I'm here. Yes, he's 4.4 now. So still cheap as uh, and a good enabler. So I would say to people, um, you need to get on that before, you know, because he's, his price is just going to keep going up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Kid at Leeds who played up front for a bit it is called Gelhart. Oh, the one who got assist. Yeah, he's four point five. Okay. Now again, I don't know how much he's going to play. I think the Elsa prefers Rodrigo, but the fans prefer Gelhart. So we'll see what's going to happen there. With Wolves, yeah. I think Jimenez, yes, because he's got the pedigree. But Huang's also a decent shout uh, because it looks at the moment that Jimenez is assisting him rather than the other way around. I mean, that yeah. just could have been how the last couple of games went. Who knows? Yeah. You know, and we might see Jimenez back amongst the goals and Huang doing assists. But, you know, I still think Wolves have got some decent fixtures. I'm rolling with Jimenez. But if you want to go with Huang, you know, I, 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 um, I wouldn't blame you. Cool. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. After yeah. Crystal Palace, City have some tricky fixtures coming up. They've got United, Everton, West Ham. Would you still hold on to your City defenders, uh, considering they didn't keep a clean sheet last time around? It was, was Brighton they conceded to, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm just trying to rem- trying to picture the Brighton goal again. I mean, the thing is, City still have a good defence because they have so much of the ball. And I still back them to the clean sheet. 
one could argue about how tricky a Man United game would be. And again, you could also say the same for Everton. I think um, Benitez has got his work cut out there. West Ham, yes, I, I think that, to be honest, I think that's the toughest of the three picks. But hey-ho, a week's a long time in football. I could be saying something different. I'm still backing the uh, Man City defence. But if you were worried about them keeping a clean sheet, then just go with Cancelo and you know cross your fingers because the guy gets forward so much. And like yeah. he behaves like he behaves like an attacking winger, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, that's something that we see from Man City fullbacks all the time. But with him, it's just ridiculous, you know. He, he was like Mendy in the days of old, practically, you know, in and around the box or an Alonso, you know. So um, I'm keeping Cancelo. A lot of people got Diaz. A lot of people got Laporte, you know. And I, I say fair enough. I, I, because. Even though those are tricky fixtures, Man City is capable of keeping a clean sheet in at least two of them. We know they can do it. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's entirely doable for them. So I, I would still hold for the time being, um, unless you know you're trying to fit Liverpool defenders in and Chelsea defenders in. Then you know, yeah, it depends on what you've got. Uh, mm. If you want to ship out all your City defenders for Liverpool and Chelsea, yeah, that's also uh, said that you know that that's also a good good option quick one on Leicester not gonna go too much into them but Tillemans um, seems to be the guy who is performing the best in the team at the moment I know people are banking on Vardy finding the net a couple times over the next um, coming weeks hopefully but do you think you should look at Tillemans as a midfield option Um, I think he's got 10 points in his last two games oh really yeah 10 points in both um, you know, there was a time when I was really hot on Tillemans, but I get the impression that he plays kind of deep. And so he's a lot like Nevers, Ruben Nevers at Wolves. You know, yeah, he can get on the score sheet and he can get on the assist sheet, but it's not something I'd expect too much. I mean, in terms of Leicester, I, I still think Vardy, Ganacho, and maybe even Daka, who knows? He, he might have, you know it looks like he's finding his feet in English football and we might see more of him as well. So you certainly want to keep an eye on, you know, and obviously there's the usual suspects like Harvey Barnes and uh, who, who plays on the other side? Uh, it's not um, Perez, is it? Is it Perez? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I've never been 100% keen of Perez. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too sure about Tielemans, you know, for, for what, what you get for the money. Um, I mean, we always remember it when he scores. And, and I remember when he first came to the Premier League, I was all over him. But I do get the impression that he plays a bit deeper, it's a bit too deep for my liking for, for a team that, you know, you know, for a midfielder, you want him scoring, really. You know, and, or you want them playing out of position. So that, that's my verdict. I, I wouldn't be, I'm not too sure on him. I mean, just to stay away from the lesser defence, that's all I can say. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, and actually, it's, uh, well, I was going to say, it's um, Ian Acho, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Ian Acho, Daka. I mean, Ian Acho and, um, so it's, it's Ian Acho and uh, Barnes. Oh, Madison's the other one. Madison, played. yeah. Yeah, again, he is, and people have been expecting a lot from him for a while now, and it's not quite happening. I So I need to see more uh, from him, basically. Yeah. And then you have Spurs, um, who played West Ham and they lost and Antonio scored again. Is is Antonio proven himself to be pure pace, power and 
getting taking his chances and and finishing them off. Like he doesn't seem like such a he doesn't seem like the most obvious choice of a forward are of a forward, but he's actually returning quite a few points now for people who held on to him. Yeah, and I was one of the people who got rid of him on my wild card, and I don't know what oh, I was thinking. Did you bring I, in Tony? He, he, no, I kept Tony. I, I swapped him for Jimenez. Ah, I got you. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes you just got to hold your hands up and say, Antonio knows what it takes to be a striker. You know, he, he just has all the attributes, basically. Um, I mean, he had no right to score that goal that he scored against Spurs, but he still did. You know, uh, I don't think there's much more left to say. So, and and West Ham, they can give anybody a game as well. So people did the right thing in holding on to him, you know, um, with the benefit of hindsight. And uh, if you don't have him, I wouldn't be against going for him, particularly if you had Lukaku or if Ronaldo is starting to to really pick you off. Yeah, do it. That's what I would say. Finally, obviously, we've kind of touched on this already, but Liverpool in Manchester United 5-0. Um, Klopp started Jota, I suppose, to Mane. Do you think it's something, someone we have to look at once again now? Because a lot of people took Jota out of their team. Yeah. See, the thing is, we've, we've been here before. Generally speaking, Klopp will, will play the, the familiar front three, but there are times when he will not start one of them. Now, I, I don't know how to predict, predict when that happens. Maybe it's one of the cases... Maybe it's a case of literally waiting until the deadline and seeing what you can pick up, like from fan forums and Twitter and that kind of thing. But I certainly don't have the time for that. I mean, do you know something? I was seriously thinking about ringing Mane in before I decided to go for Vardy. Mm, interesting. Because, yeah, because, I mean, you know, obviously you can only have so many premiums in your team. And it amazed me that people are talking about, oh, should I have Kane? Or Vardy, and I was thinking, just have three cheap forwards and Mane. Why, yeah. you know, why is that not an option? I think that's an option. Now, you originally asked me about Jota. I don't know. Again, I think it's just a case of having to be able to live with it if he gets taken off early or he doesn't start. Have a strong bench. You know, we, we know that Jota is capable of doing it, and he's, all, he's a decent returner for his prime. And sometimes he doesn't need 90 minutes to do it in. But, you know, there are going to be times where he'll give you a one point and it will be really frustrating. So, again, you yeah. just have to live with that. I mean, if, for example, people said to me Jota or Greenwood, I would say Jota, I suppose. Or even Jota or Saka, I would probably say Jota. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't be so quick uh, in, in that in, in when it's between those. But uh, but then if when people would say to me Foden or Jota, I'd say Foden or Mount or Jota, I would probably say Mount. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. So there's something I wanted to let our listeners know about, and I'm sure it's something that you're aware of as well. The African Cup of Nations kicks off in January. Yes, 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 yeah. And as a result, a number of key players in the Premier League will be heading back home to get involved. Now, for Liverpool, this means Mane, Salah and Keita won't be around for a couple of weeks. For Arsenal, it means Aubameyang, Pepe and Partey won't be around. Some other players will be impacted, like Mahrez, but 
I think for a team like City, they don't really have any issues there. Mm. Um, for Chelsea, Mendy will be gone. And I know you mentioned the other day, or someone mentioned the other day, that Mendy is a great keeper. Um, and he's actually saved Chelsea quite a few times. So yeah. how do you think this will affect the dynamics of the title race between the three dogs at the moment, which in my opinion are Liverpool, Chelsea and Manchester City? Do you see... Liverpool struggling without their main men, or should I say without Mane and Salah? That is a very good question. With Liverpool, I don't want to say too much because what Liverpool has shown us, and what I suppose Klopp reads, is that he's got the players believing in his system and playing in their system. Yeah, and yes, I'm going to have a dig at Man United, and why not? Uh, I found it hilarious when people would said oh, well, you know, Man United, you know, they should have played these guys in midfield or that guy in midfield, you know, it, it should have been Pogba and Fred or not, or Pogba and McTominay or, or McTominay and Matic. And that, that's the thing, Liverpool don't have that problem. Yeah, they didn't start with Fabinho and correct me if I'm wrong, but did Henderson start? Hendo started. Okay, Hendo started, but they didn't, they didn't start Fabinho. And they didn't start with Mane. And you could barely tell the difference. Why? Because everybody knows what they're doing in that team. So this is my long way of saying that I would be surprised if Liverpool struggled. Because with Liverpool, yes, it's about the players, but it's also about the system. And a lot of the time, people kind of slot in there and they do the job. They might not do it to the standards as the regular starter. But yeah. it's still an effective system. It is an effective system. And, and Liverpool have proven time and time again that um, even though they don't have the like the, 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 like the best pound-for-pound pound players, like if you compare the players individually at Liverpool against those at City, and even if you compare the bench, you'd be like City far outranked Liverpool. But actually, when they play together, that, that this is what I'm trying to say, the teamwork and the way the players play together... It's it, and the mentality is it far outweighs most of the teams, if not any of the teams in the Premier League. Yeah, that's right. And look, Liverpool have had their problems in the past. Yeah, we all remember the beginning of the year when they had real difficulty winning at home. But at the moment, it looks like it's really clicking. So I'm not going to bet against that. With Man City, what can you say? They've got the players. A lot of the time, they won't really notice when they're not there. People have been banging on about them not having a centre forward for a while now. I don't think it really bothers Pep all that much. No. Um, so they're always going to be in and around. With Chelsea, you're right about then. He is a quality keeper and sometimes he has made the difference. And with most keepers at that level, it's the difference between a draw and a defeat or a, a victory and a draw. So I think Chelsea are going to drop points without Mendy. Put it that way. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. I've been thinking about that. Um, good question, though. It's a good question. Maybe some, somewhere to target your wild card, the second wild card. Or exactly. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't get carried away. People Basically, people <laughs> are going to get frustrated over the Christmas period when they have the back-to-back, back-to-back games. Players get rested or whatever happens and people are going to be like, right, I'm taking you out. Or players return and others don't. People are just going to be so quick to use that wild card in in the new year to like try and wildcard you know teams 
based on the frustrations. But you have to think now about the missing players and the impact it will have on the team as well. So, yeah. Yeah. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Have you got anything you want to say about game week 10? I think is what, what we've got coming up. Um, yeah, sorry, actually. Um, yeah, game week 10, right. I think there's going to be a, quite a few clean sheets coming up based on the fixtures I've seen. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. Um, the second thing is I think everyone's going to have the same captain in Salah because people who trusted him are going to be happy enough to trust him again. And those who didn't trust him are going to be feeling too scared to not pick him. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I, I don't think this is a weekend where you want to take any chances, really. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I think the game between... Manchester United and Spurs is going to be a very interesting one, to say the least. But yeah, hopefully Rafinha is back for the Norwich game because I think he could score a few points if he is. And yeah, those are my thoughts. Uh, any other players you think we should be keeping an eye on for the game week 10? Just like the Leeds one. So like I said, Rafinha, if he's not playing, then obviously is going to be Rodrigo. I'd probably be keen on. I would also obviously be keen on Chelsea players. But once again... I think we kind of established that Mount would be the person who's still going to be involved in it. I think Harvets didn't get into the mix last time, but I think he is going to reward people who hold him. So yes. Harvets is still in the talks. And then finally, City are playing Crystal Palace. And once again, I think they're just going to pub them silly. So, you know, if you have City or Liverpool assets, you're, you're OK. Um, one game, which I don't really know how it's going to go down, is between Burnley and Brentford. So that'll be interesting to see the outcome. Yeah, yeah. a quick word on Burnley. I uh, was absolutely flabbergasted when I found out they signed uh, Max Cornet because yeah. uh, he just doesn't seem like a Burnley player at all. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> and like, how's he going to, I was thinking, how's he going to find it going up to Lancashire and it's raining and then the manager <laughs> with his flat cap and says, right, that's back four drills. Okay, back four drills. Right, get stuck in. And like that's like a million miles away from the south of France, isn't it? Basically, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. But but and I I do wonder whether Sean Dice is going to change the style up just a little bit just to accommodate uh, Max Cornet because um, when when he plays well, he's a wonderful player. But to me, yeah. he's just like one of those flying wingbacks that you get all over the continent. They don't really yeah. defend, you know. They're just they're like wingers basically. So he's already shown his quality. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens there, but he's one to keep an eye on. But I don't know what's going to happen in that game. You're right. I can't call that one. But Cornet at Burnley, there's an adventure. But yeah, I don't have too much to add to what you said about players. Uh, the usual suspects: uh, Liverpool game against Brighton that looks well tasty. And why would you back against Salah? Uh, his finishing is just out of the world. Yeah, out of this world. Uh, plus, he's on penalties, isn't he? You know, what? what's not to like? Who, who have Chelsea got? I think they've got a relatively... Yeah, again, you know, you don't want to bet against that. We've mentioned Mount, we've mentioned Havertz. Reese James might be worth a punt as well. Uh, yeah, although, yeah, he does tend to come off sometimes, or come on, rather, I should say. So um, be prepared for that to happen if you do go for him. But yeah, and even though he's injured now, I would have said maybe even look at Kovacic. But apparently, in his last press conference, Tuchel said that he won't be playing. So, mm. um, 
Yeah, <laughs> about 200,000 people had already bought him and then Tuchel said that. So, uh, sorry about that. Ouch, lads. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's football for you. And then, yeah, and then Man City, obviously, uh, who have they got? Oh, um, you said City, Palace. Palace. City yeah. Palace, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, again, Patrick Vieira is doing wonderful things there, but they, he is doing don't have, good things. Yeah, they don't have the quality. What will be interesting, though, is when he gets Zaha, Elise, um, Eze, all fit and playing. I was going to say Benteke might be somebody worth a look at as well, but not for that game. But, no um, chance. Looks like, I mean, we've said this several times before. Well, we haven't, but people have said this several times before. Is he back to his best? I wonder, could it finally be happening? Has he got the right mm-hmm. manager now? So, on the radar, Benteke. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think we'll end it there. And yeah. as I say before, sorry, as I say every episode, if you're listening on YouTube, then you can pick uh, which part of the episode you want to listen to in the description down below. We've got the index. Also, check us out on Twitter at FPL underscore bros. But yeah, thanks uh, for listening. Thank you very much, Derek, uh, for coming out. Uh, I know it's not Please. easy, but I appreciate the time. And yeah, all that's left for me now is to say goodbye. Let's have let's have another game week with 100 points plus. Come come on, guys. Yay! <laughs> Wishful thinking. <laughs> okay. Bye bye, everyone. <laughs>